All right, let's get right to Greg Swenson, founding partner of Brig McAdam. Greg, you know, we uh, I was talking with Ben about this move lower in the markets that we've seen. Not necessarily a huge surprise given the impressive run-up that we saw last week. But I think the big question at this point is, have we seen the bottom at least? What's your take? Yeah, Caroline, I think he's Ben was right. It was it was definitely an opportunity to have a bit of a correction after a, you know a nice rally last week after five really difficult weeks. So you know we might not have seen the bottom yet. You're going to see these these um, little you know these dips like we had you know in, in for a few months, and then that that really look like buying opportunities. And then when there's just too much, you know you see a, a little bit of a sell off and, and some profit taking. It's natural. Um, his his point about volatility is, is well put. I mean that that's what you can expect uh, going forward. You know w whether it's Ukraine, inflation, the Fed, you're going to see more volatility. You know we we were we were spoiled when the VIX was in the you know settled into the teens last year, and I just don't think you'll see that. Um, and if you do, it's an opportunity to buy it. So so I think you know he, he brought up some good points. It's really also about economic growth now, because one thing that we really baked into the formula last year was a strong economy in spite of the headwinds from excess government spending or, or the Fed. But, you know, I think you, you could count on corporate earnings and you could count on GDP growth. That's not really necessarily a, an assumption at this point. So does that mean you're starting to think about stagflation, a recession? What is the biggest yeah. risk to the market right now? Well, yeah, I think I think there is an elevated risk for a recession. You know, it's not necessarily going to happen, but I think it's much more of a you know a, a risk at this point. I think you can count on stagflation. You're surely going to see GDP growth, you know, somewhat you know at or below GDP potential. You know, coming in, and I think the you know the street consensus you know is is now dipping below three percent in most places, and even the Fed. Is suggesting that so you're surely not going to see the robust GDP growth that you've had since you know May of 2020 and and all through 2021. So, but I think so. So yes, stagflation is here, or it will be in the next quarter or two. And recession is a is a, there's a more elevated risk of recession. And and so I'm being a, a lot more defensive. I'm looking at traditionally defensive sectors: energy, healthcare, utilities, staples, the usual, but also if you can, you know, invest in real assets and infrastructure, especially infrastructure that's inflation protected. Because one thing that you can count on, in addition to volatility, is that inflation is here. It was not transitory. I'm glad they they packed that that word on the ash heap of history. Um, but I think we can expect, you know, inflation to continue, even if it's not seven percent. It probably, you know, it probably gets worse before it gets better. So you could see it go into the eights. But even if it comes down, it's still going to be well above the Fed's target. So, so real, real assets. I mean, sorry, um, real rates will still be dramatically negative in spite of what the Fed said today. So you like defensive stocks, uh, infrastructure, but at this point, Greg, are you more likely to buy the dips or sell the rallies? I, I'm more overall. likely to sell the rallies. You know, I think overall I'm defensive. I, I like a big cash position right now. If I am investing, it's going to be in gold, Bitcoin, defensive stocks. Um, but I'm looking at opportunities to take profits, um, especially on the, the big winners. 
Um, and, and I don't, you know, so I, yes, by, by nature, I'm going to be defensive going into the next year, but also, you know, look, there are opportunities to take advantage of companies or sectors that do well in inflationary environments, um, you know, sectors like gold, and, and there might be other opportunities. If you have a bigger risk appetite, stay away from the go-go's that, that have done well in the last few years. You know, I'm not sure that the rotation out of tech into cyclicals works now. It was a great trade last year, but stay long energy because they'll benefit from higher prices and even lower prices if they're if they're you know a, a, if they're a major and they're and they're taking advantage of refining, et cetera. But but I think you could see some opportunity in defense spending. That's you know with with war in Ukraine, I think it's it's been a wake up call to governments such as the U.S. government that have been underspending. You saw what the Germans did. A few weeks ago, in in uh, announcing their increase in in defense spending, I think you'll see a turnaround after the midterms uh, in in U.S. defense spending, uh, and even President Biden, you know, had to basically had to to increase his defense budget um, when he got pressure from his own party in the U.S. So I think that might be an opportunity if you have that appetite, and also you might see a bounce back in U.S. energy production. Um, you know, you're, you'll see a lot of pressure from from the government now to um, to back away from some of the regulatory burden that you've seen in the last year from the Biden administration. You know, after 2000, after the midterms, you might see a return to a more liberated energy policy in the U.S. because of what's happened in Ukraine and with with energy supply. So, Greg, you say stay long energy or stick, if you can handle volatility, stick with commodities. What if you don't have exposure yet? Is it too late to get in? Yeah, that's a great question, Caroline. I mean, it, it was it's really hard to buy oil and other commodities that had such huge gains, not just in the last few weeks with Ukraine, but this started, you know, long before Ukraine. When, as soon as you saw the sort of the attack on the U.S. energy industry last year, you you shouldn't be surprised that oil rallied so much. And obviously, when you print more dollars, it's very you know it's inflationary. So when with the money printing, you usually get higher oil prices. It's a monetary phenomenon. So it's really hard to buy to to buy the commodities after this big rally. But you can still get exposure by buying some of the majors who not only pump oil and gas, but they also refine and they also have layered into alternative energy. You know, you're seeing that especially with the European majors. So I, I wouldn't necessarily buy commodities, but you can buy assets that have exposure to commodities. I, I mentioned infrastructure earlier. If you know LNG infrastructure, for example, that is a huge issue now as, as we're seeing the concerns coming from Europe about, about natural gas supply. So you can buy infrastructure that's related to energy without actually buying commodities, but LNG infrastructure, anything to do with logistics and transportation right now, it's inflation protected. Um, you know, quite naturally, because you can adjust prices. Even even um, asset classes here in Europe and in Africa, like social housing, which you know continues to be an important issue, but also has great, fantastic inflation protect protection because the rates that are paid adjust annually with CPI. Appreciate those picks, Greg. Thanks to Greg Swenson, founding Thanks, partner Caroline. of Brig McAdam.